Greeting and salutations from the Nerd Rejects podcast. I am one of your lovely co-hosts. I am John. And I am Ty. And I am, I was going to say Guy, but Gasper. <laughs> that was probably our most fluid. I think that says a lot, but we did It's good. only like 12 episodes in. We're, here, getting guys. There. we're getting there. And, uh, as always, we are here to talk to you about everything nerd culture and related to it. Um, and I think I think it's going to be a good episode today, guys. What do you think? It's it's going to be uh, something new. We're going to throw something new in, but it's going to be uh, it's going to be great. I think we're going to spread out nerd, nerd culture across the whole episode a little bit more, potentially. So we'll see how it goes. I just think every episode's a good episode. Yeah, John. Welp. Somebody He's just saying the ones that he wasn't here for are terrible. <laughs> yeah, those, those first like three episodes, dog water. The ones with the most views or listens, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, That's a lot, guys. It's probably, it's probably because of Gasper. No, definitely not me. A thousand times a day, just leave it on repeat. <laughs> well, no, I was, I was saying that you were the draw, but okay, we'll we'll talk about that. Wait, is that something we can do, guys? Like, can we, can I just like play these podcasts on like repeat? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I'm, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll talk about it off the air. Yeah. So, <laughs> what we're doing today, we have uh, we have a really great new addition to the episode here, and it's regarding headlines. So we have a headline segment, and what happens is we're headlines. All... There we go. We're all going to come up with a topic of our own, separate, not related, uh, closely at least. And we're going to talk to you about it, let you know what's going on, and kind of tell you why you should pay attention to it. It's kind of persuasive if you think about it. So in that regard, since John did the headlines tag, I think we will go into this with John's topic. What are you going to talk about, John, and why is it awesome? I, you know... And I've mentioned this before on the podcast and how phenomenal it is, at least for me, the storytelling is great. Young Justice, and I just, beating a dead horse here, but I just, I cannot emphasize just how phenomenal this show is. Um, Have either of you two actually seen it? I can't say. Episode, I'm sorry, not episode, season one and two, I was keen on, but I haven't made it as far. I'm trying to pay attention to so many shows. I think I've watched season one. They, it's it's very interesting to go from season one to season two, which is they, I mean, it took five years to get to season two, like in real time, and then it takes five years in the show. Also, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I mean, time elapsed appropriately, and um. You've got all these other things going on. It's just it the character development and just the way that they, in my opinion, are a little more accurate to the source material. It's just DC, when it comes to their animated stuff, is probably the some of the best stuff out there in terms of comics. I agree. You I know, was... I, I I love the MCU, and I will always tell people when it comes to live action, Marvel has it on lock. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
But if we bring animated into the in, into the equation, I, I think DC's got it. With Teen Titans, Young Justice, Batman the Animated Series, you know, the the highly underrated like DC animated universe where they had like 12 or 16 movies. And I mean, that just ended a couple years ago. But I mean, Young Justice, they're always like, I'm always on the edge of my seat. Like it just finished. Today was the season finale. You know, we're recording this on, you know, a Thursday. And today was the season four finale. And we still don't know if we're getting to season five. Like I'm, I'm having anxiety about it. So that's cool. They're good at animation. You're getting season five. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, I would say so. I I know. I think a lot of people that are fans of animation in general, when it comes to superheroes, really wanted someone, a publisher, to come out with some great animation after what Marvel had early on, you know, with the Spider-Man and uh, the X-Men of the 90s. I think we really wanted something new and fresh. I think that's what DC gave us. And They've been very reliable, so I, I see why that's a big deal. And they've been really awesome, like highly entertaining. Absolutely, and and what I really love about Young Justice is it's, it's for both adults and kids. It tackles very real world problems, especially in the later seasons, because you know the original team from season one, you know Robin, Aqualad, Kid Flash. Um, Superboy, you know, they all grow up, you know, uh, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen it. So skip, but you know, Aqua, Aqua lad becomes Aquaman becomes chairman of the league. Um, I mean, this isn't much of a spoiler, you know, Dick becomes Nightwing, you know, there's so much great writing and, Without giving anything away, you know, in, in in this finale, I think they're alluding to one of my favorite limited arcs in DC, which was Heroes in Crisis. I absolutely loved Heroes in Crisis. The fact that it took something that you don't see, which is, you know, PTSD within superheroes, and it counseled them through it. It was a place for them to go to deal with their PTSD. And I think they're alluding to that if they do a season five, because Black Canary was like, you know, with all this stuff that happened, you know, in this past year, which I think was the season, all this stuff happened and we need a place where we can go for an hour, a day, a week, a you know, a month to get away from it. And I mean, I am, if that's the route they go, I'm going to be so excited to see that brought to the screen. Yeah, I think I think that's any any animation reveal for DC is just great. Uh, you don't want to miss it. I think when Justice League, the Justice League Dark animated uh, movie came out, I think I didn't really think it was the greatest thing because it wasn't something I knew a ton about. But I, I loved it. I I kind of fell in love with the the story and the characters. So it's. Whatever they put out animation wise, it's definitely worth watching. I I I think I've told you guys this before, and I'll tell you it again. If you haven't seen the animated movies, you you've you've got to. If you've got HBO Max, I mean, I'll give you a list of order to watch them in. They are just 
phenomenal and just it's it's the MCU but DC animated. Mm. I would like a list. Yeah, they I mean they they start from uh from Flashpoint and then from the formation of the Justice League and then they start introducing new characters like Aquaman, other people get their own movies. Um like Batman I think has three or four movies. Oh. Um Little salty Green Lantern doesn't have one, but I mean, we all know what happened last time Green Lantern got his own movie. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, it, honestly, it's it's rewatchable. I think so. You have that. Yeah, sure. Let's let's go with that. I I, I don't think I made it through like the first ten minutes. <laughs> no, I I watched. I bought it because I was like, "There's no way I'm not gonna like this movie." And then I watched it, and I was like, "There's a way." I don't like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Young, Young Justice is totally worth watching, and if you don't watch it, I think you're limiting your exposure to what DC has to offer. I think that's really the end game. And you said that's on HBO Max? Uh, yeah, Young Justice. So, um, the first two seasons came out on Cartoon Network. You know, 2011 was season one. Um, and then <clears throat> it came, the third season came back to, came back for HBO Max, like, only, and same with the fourth season. All right, cool. Well, i have to check it out. Yeah, we know where to get to it. At least to continue, I know we haven't caught up, so now we know where to. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually re-watching it now. I am. I just finished season two. So as I'm watching the new episodes coming out in season four, I am again rewatching it for probably a third or fourth time. Hmm. Gonna have to watch it. Oh, show. Yeah, no. Uh, so on a different note, Gasper's headline, at least a very recent piece of news. Uh, what do you have? I am talking about PlayStation's state of play that happened a couple of days ago. I believe the second, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. It was like, yeah, that sounds about right, the second. Uh, they announced a bunch of games coming to the PS5. We have... Uh, wait, what do we have? I don't remember. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is coming to PS5. Uh, they announced uh, the new fighters in Street Fighter 6. Bunch of VR two stuff, including Resident Evil Village, Walking Dead, Horizon Call to the Mountains of the Mountain, and No Man's Sky. Which I thought that game was terrible. Like I thought that game did terrible. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see in VR. Mm, Because that that game got released and it completely bombed. Yeah, it wasn't. But I mean, it was so it was so massive that I thought that people I think they thought people were going to be so drawn to how massive it was that people were just eh, with it. It was so massive. Um, Now, Gasper, question for you. Did you watch the state of play? I did not. Uh, I just watched before we hopped on. I was I was watching a couple of the trailers. Because do, do going we know- on while I was at work, I think. Do we know if Resident Evil 4 is that going to be like a port? Is it going to be No, like- it's going to be a complete uh complete remaster. So walk while aim. 
Yeah. Well, they didn't show gameplay, so... Don't toy with me, Gasper. I am just assuming it's walk while aiming. <laughs> that was huge. Like, I remember in Resident Evil 6, they were like, by the way, guys, you can aim and walk at the same time. And I was like, sold! Oh, I'm in. I wasn't going to get it. Always, it it only me. took six games to do it. Yeah, yeah no, more than that. Because I mean, you're thinking all these other, like, side games. Oh, yeah, that's true. Probably, like, 13 games. Took us 13 <laughs> games just to get to walking while aiming. You know what? I'll take it. Uh, I'm also really excited for Tunic is uh, releasing for the PS5. What is Tunic? I've heard about it a little bit, but I don't know entirely what it is. Uh, it's basically uh, like, I want to say it's like a sky uh, side scroller. Um, I don't know if you've ever played uh, I think the game was called like Omega or something like that or Ollie's World, something like that. But like you go through these maps and it's like a puzzle game basically, and you defeat enemies and all that kind of jazz. Oh, so it's like, yeah. Tunic is the game with the little squirrel or fox. Yeah, yeah the fox. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, adorable. Yeah, it's an adventure game with puzzles and all that jazz. You know so what I'm it reminds really me of? For that, there was a like a geometrical game for mobile where it was like you could dealt with like illusions and solving puzzles. I mean it looking at like the stills for this game, it reminds me of that game. I just don't remember what that mobile game was called, but it was huge for a good like six. Was it months. also was it also on the PlayStation that game? I think I, I feel like I know what you're talking about. I don't think so. Huh. I could be wrong. I don't know. That happens often. Uh <laughs> Uh, also, Roller Dome looks fucking awesome. It's a futuristic skater shooter. Uh, you're basically in like a Thunderdome on rollerblades, and you have weapons, and you have to kill enemies and each other. And you do tricks to reload. <laughs> do you not see it on the... It's like... <laughs> it's so weird, but it looks awesome. It, it is. It's like if it's like Jet Set Radio Future, but with weapons. Oh yeah, I was thinking <laughs> like uh, like roller derby. Um, what was that? Twisted Metal, like yeah. roller derby. Oh yeah, metal. yeah. Yep. I think that's pretty close. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I mean, especially with like the the animation style. Like, I like how it's all comicy. Yeah, it's it's cool. It it gives me Jet Set Radio Future vibes from it. Uh, also, there uh, Marvel Spider Man coming to PC, which, which I'm dope. perfectly okay with. I I feel PlayStation is moving more towards PC now. Like they're gonna and have their own PC port. What I, I'm I'm perfectly okay. Like I was talking to um somebody at work about this not that long ago because I asked them if they played God of War. And they said, well, no. And I said, because well, I mentioned that, you know, some news is being rumored to come out about God of War, Ragnarok. And I said, you know, but it'll only be PS5. And I said, well, I'll just wait a year for the PC port. And I was like, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine with these Sony exclusives going to PC. But if they go to Xbox, I'm going to lose my mind. I mean, they're already, they're already sending titles to Xbox, so I think the playability just depends on what they want to include in cross-platform. I think that's really going to be the difference. Well, I know a lot of their older 
exclusives like Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, but like I mean, San like PC or not PC, PlayStation developer specific like Santa Monica, uh, Insomniac. I don't think I I can't imagine those ever going to to Xbox. Never say never. Yeah, I mean, when it comes, true. To, I mean, when it comes to spreading your your influence, I think at some point you might have to. I mean, four years ago, did we think that? I never thought that I'd be able to play, you know, Call of Duty with on a PlayStation with someone who plays an right. Xbox. Right. Yeah. You're 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 kind of in a, in a in a greater sense. I I think the that Sony and all the other gaming companies, Microsoft and whatnot, they're they're getting a lot of a lot of points for that because they're kind of supporting each other in a way. Absolutely. Uh and then we have Ty, you might like this. Um the Callisto pro- protocol. I think it's a sci-fi sci-fi horror game that's coming out. I saw that. Oh, it pretty all awesome. you had to say horror. All you had to do is say horror and yeah, I was that's in. True. Yep. <laughs> uh that looks Freaking awesome! I'm very excited for that. You know what and it gives me? What? Dead Space, or yeah, Dead Space. Dead Space. Five. Yep, absolutely. Which, that's, which that's I know it wasn't on here, but Dead Space is getting remade, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah, are you, are, you, are you jumping on that, Tyler? I I'm not somebody who enjoys watching or doing something another like another time. If, if they change the story. Maybe, but I don't so think like if will, it, so. If, so if it's like a complete remake, you know, you might play it. But if it's just like a hey, like it's remastered, you, you'll probably pass. Well, I mean, I think we talked about something like that. I mean, uh, if it's something like the original Justice League and then you know Zack Snyder's remake, you know, it's somewhat the same thing, but not. So if it's something like that, I'll be happy to play it. But I know what to ex- I know what to expect. That was a phenomenal comparison. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, it is. I mean, you had, you know, Joss Whedon's Justice League. And then, I mean, the movies were night and day. So I think I, I'm, I'm going to give you props, Tyler. That was that was great. Well, speaking of uh, remakes, they're remaking The Last of Us Part 1. That's going to be great. And they're charging $70 for it. What do you mean remake? Like, like fully? Like it's gonna be completely different? I'd fucking pay. Okay, bet. I'm a hundred percent in. I don't know, man. No, I would. If I could go back and play The Last of Us for the first time again, and granted, you know, it'll be a different story. Even if it's different characters, like if it's like The Last of Us and it follows, uh, Tommy. That was the brother's name, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. If it follows Tommy and I'm playing as Tommy, yo, I am game. Let's do it. Last of Us, in my opinion, is one of the best games in the past five, six years. Well, Hands you're down. playing you're playing as Joel again. And Ellie, right? Her name is Ellie. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but I can't see them justifying $70 for the first it's, part it's unfortunate but it's the it's it's going to be the new norm wait wait till i guess you, yeah wait till you hear my headline i think we'll we'll see what we're talking about in regards to a new norm 
Yeah, like PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X games are typically starting out at $69.99. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. But I think that this was also... Because I don't think PlayStation 1 games were $50 either. Or no, $60. PlayStation, PlayStation 1 was like $30, $35 at most. Yeah, so I mean, it's just... You've got to take into account how much time, and I mean, if they're re like completely remaking it, it's going to be incredible. I mean, all of the stuff you'll be able to do, it's just, I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we'll see. I I say that now, I'm probably going to end up getting it <laughs> because that game was very good, but uh. That's that's it for Sony's state of play. Uh, just a reminder for those: the new PlayStation Plus Premium stuff rolls out in five days. Is it? Are you sure about that? Because four I, days, the thirteenth. You sure? Are you sure? Confirmed. That's good. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a reliable source. Last time it wasn't. That's true. I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Thanks, Casper. Well, anyway, what do you got to talk about, Ty? So it's kind of in the same the same topical region of gaming, but we that have. I mean, it could sound also like you know a, a topical solution you add to a dry part of your body. Um, That's terrible. Oh, I thought <laughs> I thought that was better. <laughs> oh. Anyways, my that's not my headline, but what my headline is is it's it's Midnight Suns, and that's Midnight Suns with a U. But it's a Marvel game coming out for, well, most video game consoles, I believe, mm-hmm. that are willing to accept it. Uh, PS5, Xbox, you know, big names. The ones that matter. Sure. Not saying the <laughs> others don't, but here we are. Uh, but Midnight Suns is a new Marvel game coming out. It's slated for, according to the articles and, and information we pushed out today, October 7th. It's going to be a turn-based, card-based game, and uh, comparable to potentially Final Fantasy, XCOM, I believe. Uh, not in regards to animation quality, because you know it's a new age. John's face right now when he heard card game. <laughs> yeah, so he didn't. You know, he didn't know. It's okay. I got you ready though. So you hear that. But you're like, well, come on. You know, I wanted something better. I I think that they're going to change the expectations and, you know, you're, they're going to make you want to play it. So they're following up recent games like the Avengers that they came out with during the pandemic, which I think was a, a I can't say a huge we've bust. Got, we've, we've, but, we've got differing opinions on that, Tyler. Well, I, I, I know that there's good and bad. I honestly was somebody who ordered it the first day it was available but i'm i also think that i i stopped playing it more and more as there were more issues within the game so i think i wasn't the only one either their style i i I played it i played it all the way up until spider-man's uh release well yeah i pretty much football yeah it's uh i mean it's it's a it was a great game but anyways up until you had something else to play, potentially, it was a good game. And I think they had a lot to write on there. They still might. But either way, they, they have Marvel Strike Force on mobile. And 
I think at least John and I can vouch for that being a very addicting game. That game is one of the best mobile games I've played in a while. Aside from Diablo Immortal that just came out. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys have played that yet, but that game is literally just Diablo on your phone. I'm not very big I'll on mobile. Into it. Um, it. No, like, ga- like Gasper, it plays like a console game or a PC mm. game. Like, it, it is Diablo on your phone. You get a little bit of extra advertising. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, Marvel Strike Force, I, I played it for three years. I put it down, and I got bored not playing it and so i picked it back up and i haven't stopped playing it since same here yeah i think there were a couple of life events that occurred i had to put it down picked it up and i'm like you know i can't put it back down so with that i think that they're collecting a lot of what works and they're dipping their feet into a another area of gaming where i don't think they've really had a turn-based or card really like a game like this where it's turn-based and card-based where there's there's a it's, they're going to hit a bunch of people that maybe they haven't hit in the past. So this is all kind of based around a Midnight Suns team that you may recognize from the comics, but there's you know there's characters that you may not recognize. You're going to have your Doctor Strange. You're going to have Spider Man here. You're also, you have Blade. Blade. Yes, I didn't start with that, but yes, Blade and <laughs> Ghost Rider, of course. Uh, above all, I'm excited for Blade. Uh, Ghost Rider probably is going to be my favorite. It could be the pyro and pyromaniac in me, but when it comes to it, because that sounds safe. No, I mean it's not. But either way, there's there's a lot of characters, Wolverines in it, and you're going to have the ability to create your own character from the beginning and go throughout the game with your own character. And you know, there's not a lot that's been said about how, you know the flow of the game, but there there's a lot of gameplay that you can look at on YouTube. I think it looks pretty fluid. It looks pretty awesome. Uh, it's not finished, of course, when you're when you're watching it, but it's it kind of surrounds the antagonist Lilith, who's the who's pretty much the controller of demons. So of course you're the the heroes, and you have to defeat the villains, in this case. And Lilith in this trailer that came out today, by the way, I think it was around noon. Pacific time, Pacific time, so about two Eastern, two or three Eastern. Um, that showed that Lilith wasn't just a controller of demons, but she found a way to control at least at least two heroes in Venom and the Hulk, which we know Venom to be uh, one of Spider-Man's villains. I mean, it's very com- very competitive. Spider-Man's, I guess, repertoire of villains. I'd say I'd say Venom's probably his number one. Like yeah. Ven- Venom is to Spider Man as Joker is to Batman. Yeah, I, I would say so. So she's she's got him under control and uh, or the, the symbiote under control in this case, and the Hulk, which you can also say the Hulk's up there with one of the strongest in the whole Marvel universe potentially, depending on who you are as a fan. But so I mean that's a, that's a big. That's a big to do as a villain. You and you, she's turned these two heroes, at the very very least, again into, you know, demonic looking creatures. You know, they have horns on top of their head. They look darker. Not that you know the Hulk was never. You know, he he was always such a happy character. So it's you know <laughs> the happiest. Of, yes. So I think it's it's going to be a really interesting game. A really a really new look for 
a Marvel game because I don't I think they they've had different games on their on the mobile devices before, but I don't think there's been anything like this that they've put out. So I'm I'm big on this one. Uh I know that if you subscribe on their website, you can potentially gain access to different skins for characters. I know yeah, I, I, see. I just got an email with a, I think a new Doctor Strange skin today as they announced their trailer and everything. Uh, so go ahead and sign up if you're interested. You, you get some free stuff, and you also get notified on uh, when the beta is starting and, and things like that. But usually you, you pre-order, and you'll probably get that information. So, But going back to what Gasper was talking about, this this game starts out at, it uh, looks like, 70 bucks. Uh, 65, 70 bucks, and then uh, the the legendary edition is a hundred. I think that's pretty on par with recent sales of certain other games. So it's just so steep. It is, isn't it? Like it, it makes you want to buy stock at that point in in the publisher, but stocks. Yeah. <laughs> so all, all I know is that who's in charge of it. Uh, the same company is in charge of Sid Meier's Civilization, uh, 2K, and F- Fire Axis Games. So they're not saying you're going to get that you know quality of animation or quality of play, but they certainly have taken control of what would be you know a great turn-based game that's lasted for shit decades. So I'm watching the the trail like the gameplay trailer. Thank you for watching and that now. I was, I was, well, you brought it up, what, <laughs> 10 before we went live? Uh, I thought it was going to be more like Hearthstone. If you guys ever played Hearthstone, which was a card game by Blizzard that had like World of Warcraft characters and everything like that. And it was like Magic the Gathering. This is not anything like that. <laughs> no, it's, it's totally different. That's why I'm saying that I think they're, they're putting their game into a, not, I would say a different category, but they're putting a lot into their game that that's just different. You wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it. I didn't expect it, but in looking at the social aspect of it on social media, it's not getting, not getting a lot of of, of great things said about it because it's so different. I think people hate change, so you know, I'm I'm I, I'm considering it just for the fact that it is so different, but also I'm into that you know whole the darker the darker parts of the Marvel universe too, just as I am, you know, I think I mentioned it with Harry Potter. Um, but it's definitely a game out there. You should pay attention to and certainly go take a look at it, watch the trailer and be sure to kind of voice your opinion on it because everybody has a different one. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. the, the, the trailer definitely looks awesome. Um, I just, I'm going to have to see gameplay. Like, so I mean, you guys saw my face. I mean, he said card-based game, and I'm like, that, that's not something I'm about, and that's not something I want to spend month seventy dollars on. Right. But I think that's why it's getting uh, not so rave reviews. People are hearing that it's, you know, turn-based, card-based, and they're, they're like, "You." But you know, you gotta you gotta go watch the the gameplay, and you can pick apart the gameplay as much as you want. So um, they have a game like a gameplay trailer out. Yeah, they, I'll they have a few. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to check that out. It's it's beneficial because honestly, I haven't seen a game like it. Maybe you both have, but it's definitely really interesting. And it's an it'd be a new 
I can't say a new style of play for me, but a new type of game to dip into because that's just not something I play. So I, I can't wait for October 7th. It's just before Halloween, so it just makes sense to put one of these games out there. So I, I think they have great timing as long as they don't push it back any further because it was supposed to come out in March. Uh, especially after they introduced it midway through 2021. So they pushed it back like half a year pretty much. So, so I mean, looking, I mean, I said I'd look it up a little later, but looking it up now, I mean, it looks like it's a console version of Marvel Strike Force, but instead uh, of the characters playing staying stagnant, you look around a little more. Well, That's what it looks like for me. There's no cards in Strike Force, but you, I can see well, yeah, why you would find it similar. The gameplay of it. Turn-based. Yeah, I think they, they took a lot of uh, their turn-based successes from Strike Force, and they used thanks, John, and they used it, <laughs> all their successes to, you know, go ahead and create a new game that's, it's, uh, you know, dipping into different waters, hopefully much more enjoyable. Yeah, I really... I, I'm going to look more, you know, like, keep an eye on it as we get closer to the release date. And hopefully the, I mean, the graphics don't look that great. But then again, like, I don't know. I just, it's, like, it's, 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 it looks kitty. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, especially when you look at the, the website, it kind of just looks like, um, it looks unfinished. But I think at this point, it, we're still waiting, shoot, what, three, three, four more months. Mm -hmm. until it comes out so you you have quite a bit of time until everything's ironed out so when it comes down to it i think they have enough time to kind of smooth things over and there's always going to be bumps in the road there's always going to be small bits and pieces they need to refine so, i i just want them to make another marvel ultimate alliance I think that, you know you know what I uh, I'm not trying to extend this like any further on purpose, but when it comes down to it, I I saw so many comments saying you know they people were really looking forward to another Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and I'm like yeah, but you know they've they've been there, they've done that. I don't think they really wanted to keep doing that and capitalizing it off of it. I think they wanted to go a different route and kind of spread the influence. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I always forget that they released one for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, what, four? Was that, was that four or three? Uh, That's three. Yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, yeah. Yeah, but I, that was good. I had no idea. I, I totally forgot that that was the thing. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying is they're slowly, Marvel's slowly just going to end up controlling everything. So thanks to Disney. Yeah, I mean, you aren't wrong. It's a good and it, bad thing, but it's interesting because Marvel. It's weird because, like, when I think Marvel and like Star Wars, like I know they're Disney properties, but like I think they do. I think they do a great job of, um, like separating them. Yeah, and honestly. There's a reason for it, of course, and I think we all know that they want to keep them separate, but under the same umbrella. So that really takes us into our our transition into our, our main topic. I don't, I'm not sure if we mentioned it, but 
we are talking about a main topic today. It's the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Hopefully I said that right for everybody that mat- it matters to. It matters but to me. I, I, I respect that. I <laughs> I really enjoyed watching what I have seen so far. And honestly, John, I think uh, you and, and Gasper potentially certainly know a lot more about Star Wars. I, I'm really waiting to hear more in-depth information about this, because honestly, I, I thought what I've seen was just incredible. Well, I haven't watched a damn thing yet. Uh, I plan on knocking out, what, three episodes are out already? Or four? Four. So, John, all the credibility is up to you, then. Four. Yeah, no, four. Yeah, episodes. I'm probably going to catch up on it this weekend. I've been watching Stranger Things, so... Same here. I'm on the last episode of Stranger Things now. Oh, four? Season four? Yeah, episode six of season. Don't you have to wait till... I know it's it's kind of a side convo, but you have to wait till December for the continuation, right? No, July. Oh, July. I thought they were really going to extend it. Okay. Yeah, they're they're releasing the two last two episodes next month. Uh, Episode seven is an hour 25. And then episode eight is two and a half hours. That's so, going to be a movie movie. Yeah, movies. So well, I'm I mean, excited. Ended on a big note. Either way, I know we're not talking about that. We're talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're talking about Jedi. Shoot, Darth Vader. Vader. So have you guys, how how have you guys been liking it? I love it. I I think that they did, they're doing a phenomenal job um, in both doing justice for Obi-Wan Kenobi and they went in a direction that when they re- like showed the trailers, they went in a direction I did not expect at all in the show. No, I, I agree 100%. And I think the first episode, honestly, it didn't just draw me in it wanted me to watch everything that kind of connected to it. It felt like the first episode when you watched it was just interwoven with so much, with so much knowledge and so much history for star Wars that you would, you would have to catch yourself up to know exactly what's going on. But it also feels like its own entity too. It's building, it's building up to a lot of different things that happen in the star Wars universe. And I I really love that. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, honestly, I mean, for those that haven't seen it, are, I mean, do we want to do spoilers? Yeah, they're out. Yeah. Throw it out, you know, if if you don't want it spoiled, pause, you know, in, in, in here. But, you know, I mean, this isn't a huge spoiler, but I mean, I did not expect them to focus on Leia as much as they are, and I yeah. am completely completely in love with it i'll be honest i mean you said you've seen the first one gasper you haven't seen it yet i mean did we i mean did we see leia in the trailer at all no i don't i don't think so didn't we 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 just saw luke right yeah we saw like 10 seconds of luke and i mean no leia and it's just been all leia yeah i think i think they they didn't shove anything down our throats through the trailers other than exactly what we kind of wanted to see in a trailer but that first episode really broke you into you know really what you wanted to see overall you you, but you got to see a ton about leia 
and it wasn't unenjoyable. And I, I was actually going to come into this saying that she was the best part so far for me, mainly because, you know, I, I think they're, there's a lot there that they're doing with the character that not just makes sense, but it's so powerful. I was, um, Mark, Mark Hamill tweeted out that, um, he fully believes Carrie Fisher would have absolutely just loved this portrayal of Leia. I agree. Uh, like I said, it's powerful, but they're, they're leading up to how her character's defined later on. And I think they're, they're doing it perfectly. And I, 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 I'm not somebody that's been into Star Wars my whole life, but I kind of want to dig into Star Wars a little more after watching the show. It, I, I mean, it's it's worth it. I'd say dig into it. I mean, it's just a vast, I mean, pardon the pun here, a vast galaxy of stuff. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, I mean, shoot, you have so many movies. You have, you know, I think the animated shows, or show, correct me if I'm wrong. And... Uh you just have a lot of things that intertwine and I think they're they're doing a really good job of making sure that they're attaching their show into the different movies and the rest of the universe in the right places at the right times and they're really giving more definition and more in-depth information to those that needed it to kind of fill in the gaps because we really didn't get to see Luke and Leia as they were growing up as much as this. And I think it's so enjoyable that we get to see that. And, you know, fans should be rejoicing. And uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm enjoying it. And I'm not somebody that enjoys Star Wars. Leia, Leia's a badass. Like, there's just no other way to put it. Like, Leia is a, I mean, we'll just wait until you get to episode four. I mean, she is a just complete badass at 10 years old. Hmm. But I think, you know, it's it's something that at least Obi-Wan was, was expecting kind of greatness out of the two, which is why he was he was kind of watching over. He was supposed to watch over Luke and he was supposed to train him because he had a, a future ahead of him. So, you know, they were going to be great, but I think Leia's story is, is so much different that it's worth paying attention to how different it is and how great it is. I think the portrayal is just fantastic. The the little actress uh, did some great stuff. I, I think as a kid, it's really hard to act alongside robots, so it was very interesting to watch. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I fully agree. I mean, she's just it's it's great. I I mean, there's no other way I can put it. I mean, we're not getting and it something I love about it is we're not getting oversaturated with Darth Vader either. Like we're getting, we're getting Darth Vader, but we're not like they're not doing all these things unnecessary things with Darth Vader. Yeah, no, that's that's, I I can totally see that, and I'm I'm just happy it's going where it's going, and I think with this in mind, it's it's going to pull in so many more people, so many potential fans, and I think that focusing on the kids is going to pull in a lot of younger fans too that are going to want to go back and watch the history of movies and shows and i think we're gonna we're gonna get the best out of it because all the all the new fans are going to really bring a lot of different things to light you know 
I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, if you were really excited, you would have watched it by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick. But um, life sucks, and you die. It's uh, true. <laughs> if it's anything like Mandalorian, I'm I'm sold. Uh, no, so I wouldn't say it is though. I w- honestly, yeah. I love the Mandalorian because of where it went, but I'm also going to love this because of where it went. And it's totally different. I think the focus, the focus and the tone, I think are the best. The focus is and the tone. I mean, it's just the best. And I think they did the some of the same things differently with Mandalorian that really made you grab a hold of it and say, "I love it." It's totally different, but I love it. So, I love that because at this point, I mean, Ben has been or Obi Wan has been, you know, not using the Force for ten years. I love that it shows that you know his oneness with the force has deteriorated also because i mean he tries to use the force a couple times and it's not yeah it's not not as great as it was and i think that's what happens when you uh when you kind of don't deal with it for so long you know it shows him you know working his job his daily job he's trying to be a normal person away from you know what it was to be a jedi for so long i think he he was just trying to keep his distance and you know the, the consequences were just that, you know, the repercussions were were dire in regards to what he was good at. And I, I think, I think it's really good to show that type of characterization where you, you get to see types of, where you get to see types of failure with somebody that you hold high in that universe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's good. Cause I mean, people see, saw Obi-Wan as this larger than life character and now he's not. And I mean it's it's a great change of pace and I I love it. Yeah, and and what's cool about this show is is you're not just getting an Obi-Wan story, but you're getting many other stories along with it that are that seem to be building into something much bigger and I, you know it's obvious that there's tons of movies and shows to that, that it builds into, of course. But I think that it's awesome that they're putting a bunch a lot of different stories rather than just Obi-Wan's into 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 this the show. I think they're doing a wonderful job and I really can't wait to see what what's what's in the midst for the Star Wars universe after this because they have some great things to follow. You know, I I know I've heard people like asking for a second season already. I'd honestly just be extremely content. I'd even be happy if they left it at the six episode run that they're that they're doing. I don't I think that that would be too much and I think it would interfere with other stories that have been told. I think you're you're hitting on the main point that I try to hit on whenever I talk about anything fan related where it comes to comics or you know Star Wars talking about Star Trek. Like enjoy the fact that it's it's on the screen in front of you because it didn't have to be. We could be looking at it in other forms and not enjoying it as much. And I think we should be we should be so lucky to see something that we love on screen in ways that it can be portrayed differently while still being just as enjoyable as it was read or experienced in a different form. So I I just think it's wonderful and I'm happy they're really showing this history that we really deserved and really needed. I think that 
that fills in a lot of gaps for people that, you know, started from the beginning. And it's only the, I feel like this is only like scratching the surface because don't they have that, uh, other original series coming out with, uh, Rosario Dawson or am I just imagining Uh, that's going to be, that's going to be around Mandalorian time. That's going to be, that's an Ahsoka show and that's going to be focused around Mandalorian time. However, they have, I can't ever remember his name. I think it's, I think it's Andor, um, which is one of the, uh, rebels from, uh, Rogue One. I'm pretty sure he's getting his own show. That's pretty sweet. I really liked Rogue One. Rogue One was a good movie. Probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah, I would, I would agree. It's, it's not bad. It was, it it's fresh, you know, like everyone's like, oh, I hate how they die at the end. But it's like, that's the whole point, <laughs> you know, yeah. I yeah. loved it. It was great. I, Give I'm, me all rope. I, I can't say anything bad about the show. I think uh, we a lot of people, a lot of fans really wanted to see Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think we're getting more, so much more than what any kind of, you know, Star Wars fan or potential Star Wars fan really wanted. So they're going above the expectation and beyond, that's for sure. I mean, you and McGregor wanted to come back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, I think, yeah. Right. I think he was even asked about that. I can't tell you what the source was offhand, but he really thought that there was more of a story to tell and that it would really help to show, you know, what happened prior to everything. So I think that's what they're doing, and it's it's an insanely amazing what they're doing with this story i also uh doesn't hayden christensen want to do vader spinoff like his rise to power and all that kind of stuff i feel like that would be pretty dope I mean, too to be completely fair i feel like we've already seen his rise to power and yeah in a sense, but like we've seen obi-wan kenobi a million times you shut your right? mouth i mean am i wrong you how dare you <laughs> give me qui-gon jinn or give me death oh that's another thing i want to talk on he keep we're gonna see qui-gon i don't know if we're just gonna hear liam neeson or if we're gonna yeah. see an actual space ghost but i mean in episode one in the like recap of everything that's happened up until this point like you hear yoda specifically say like Reconnect with your master, you must. Like, yeah. and then he tries to talk to Qui Gon a few times throughout the show. We are get if I we are getting a Qui Gon Force Ghost. I, it's got to happen. I, I I don't I can't see them doing all of this and it not happening. Yeah, I, I think I think even just hearing hearing Liam Neeson's voice, I think gives us a a lot of reassurance with the character's past and you know, his direction. I think that's, that'd be great to see in here. So I hope we can see that. I think my wife would finally watch the show if Liam Neeson was in it. So, um, so yeah, I think there's, there's more to look forward to, but. Does your wife simp for Liam Neeson? Yeah. She, the only action movie she watches is with that guy in it. And I'm just like, you know, it's essentially like Steven Seagal movies, they're all the same thing after a while. So. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, Liam Neeson's getting old, so I mean, he fits, he still, you know, would fit the bill for an older 
You know, Qui-Gon Jinn. So. Older what? I've... What'd you say, Tyler? Qui-Gon? Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> what did you think I said? I'm, I'm kind of far, a little bit further away from I, I heard Qui-Gon. Oh. Yeah, you totally said Qui-Gon. <laughs> okay. I was like, what'd you just say? <laughs> hey. There's, about, there's uh, about to be a lot of angry Star Wars fans that heard that. Well, no, I corrected myself. I should be okay. At least for the good yeah, you're, you're, you're... <laughs> I didn't even realize it, so thanks for the catch. But when it comes to that, you know, uh, Gasper, are you, are you trying to watch that after you're, you're caught up with Stranger Things? Yeah, I think once I finished, I should finish Stranger Things tonight, and then I'll hop on Obi-Wan this weekend. Because I got nothing to do. Hop on Obi-Wan tonight, but... That sounds nice. Well, I mean, you know, besides work, but, you know. (laughs) Who needs that? Yeah, who needs needs Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan's more important. You know what? Just call out of work tomorrow. Watch Obi Wan. <laughs> Disney might pay you for that, right? No. Oh, okay. I wish. No, that'd be great. But outside of that, John, where do you where do you see the show going? Since you're the, you know, the expert aficionado on Star Wars, the show. I think it's going somewhere. I'm, I'm not 100% sure it's going to tie into anything. I think it's just going to be like an auxiliary story. Um, it might fill a couple like holes, like how did Obi-Wan learn to become a Force ghost? Because in the prequels, that's not really something that was talked about. He just kind of just kind of happened. So I think that might get touched on. Um, and I, 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 just, I think it's going to be just a great story. Um, at least I'd I'd be perfectly happy with that. I I can't really see it going anywhere else. Um, but that's that's what I'd love to see. No, uh, when it comes to Star Wars shows, I hope we get to keep seeing more, and I hope it's connected in some way. But I think we're already seeing that it's interwoven, and you know, the timelines for Star Wars as it is, we're getting to see how it began and kind of how Obi-Wan was able to factor into Star Wars in general. So I think it's pretty cool. I can't wait to keep digging in. And John, I think I'm, you know, with that information you're able to provide, I might dig in a little harder. I I fully endorse anybody that's willing to dig deep into Star Wars. Yeah. All about it. 100%. I tell, you, I tell you what, Tyler, I can give you a list of how to watch Star Wars movies, too. I'd love to see more on Quee Gon Jinn. Oh, man. And on that note... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody out there should know I'm... That's, I'm just messing. Yeah, I'm, okay. just, I'm just messing with John. But outside of that, I know... You know, everybody listening, you have a lot to look forward to in regards to, you know, what we're covering for different nerddoms, you know, whether we do episodes and parts, you know, we're going to be talking about the Obi-Wan show when it ends. I know that for sure. That's going to be a topic. So definitely keep your, your eyes open and, and peeled for what we have coming up. 
And we can't wait to inform you about everything going on. And gosh, how vast of nerddom do we have to cover? So, oh yeah, yeah, so much. And we've barely we've barely scratched the surface. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty much like a huge mosquito bite. You're just scratching and scratching, and it's just not the itch won't stop. So, with that in mind, we hope you stay stay tuned. And we will hope to have you guys back on, listening to us again. Um, question that, for you, Tyler. Question for you, Tyler. Oh. Before we before we sign off, I have a question. No. Where can uh, where can everybody find us on social media? Oh yeah, great question. So if you're looking yeah. to contact us, our podcasts. Twitter handle is at Nerd Rejects, where you can also find me on Twitter at Comic Typhoon. Where can we find you, John? Uh, you can find me. I also have access to the Nerd Rejects podcast. Uh, and Limited. you can find me at The Maryland Jedi on Twitter. And Casper, mm-hmm. are, you, are you also on Twitter? I am. You could find me at Shut Up Casper. And I'd be mistakenly wrong to not plug our nerd rejects pod on the instagram where i post maybe a picture a month which is pretty cool shut up casper exactly that's his twitter handle so throw us up plug it in you know the instagram that's the thing right i hope so you're running it buddy (laughs) so knowing that you know we only have uh a couple couple words to say. Gosh. Gasper, Let's can you handle it? Nerds out!